welcome back to Is It Horror? I'm Brianna. I'm Joe. I'm Matt. I'm Mitz. And I'm Steve. If you haven't been to our show before, just to kind of give you a brief idea of what we do here, we drastically overthink movies, books, video games, and more to try and figure out if we think that it qualifies as horror. And kind of the reason for that, if you haven't shown up here before, again, is just because horror seems like an easy thing to define, but the more you dig into it, the more complicated it gets. And so we decided we'd lean into that energy and just overcomplicate things even further. Yay! Thanks for coming and joining us, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the show. going to go ahead and give you a huge spoiler warning on the movie that we're about to talk about, which is Gremlins! Yay! Yay! Gremlins! It's right! All of you seem excited now. Good. Oh god, we were supposed to watch Gremlins? (sighs) Damn it! What did you even watch? I watched The Trouble with Tribbles. (laughs) That counts. I think it's close enough. It's fine. I watched a documentary on the the car, the gremlin. Oh, I think that counts too. Okay, that works. We'll go with it. Well, to give you a little bit of a uh, background on Gremlins, it was directed by Joe Dante. And it was written by Chris Columbus. It was released in 1984, and the producer on it was Steven Spielberg. Uh, Joe Dante, some of the other things he directed were The Burbs and Inner Space from that era, and then Small Soldiers and more recently Burying the X. Have any of you guys seen any of those? Probably some of them, at least. Small Soldiers. I love The Burbs. Definitely The Burbs, yeah. The Burbs is the only one I recognize from that list. The Burbs and Inner Space, well, Inner Space particularly was a weird classic in our household, at least I felt like it was. That's one that I really enjoyed. And then Burying the X, it was basically a guy has a girlfriend who dies and comes back as a zombie. Anyway, it was, it was fine. It was fine, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Best I can This episode's you. not about that. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But um, as far as the short description of Gremlins, So this movie takes place at Christmas, and uh, there's a dad who's trying to find a gift for his son, and so he happens upon a shop in Chinatown of all sorts of mysterious items, and he hears some singing, and he hears it coming from a box, and so he asks the shop owner, and what is in the box is a mogwai. This particular one is named Gizmo, and so he tries to purchase it. And the old man that runs the shop says it's not for sale because it is dangerous for people who are irresponsible. And uh, you could probably guess that bad things are going to happen from that. And so he gives him three rules. One of them is that you can't get it wet. You can't take it out in the light because that would kill it. And you shouldn't feed it after midnight for nebulous reasons that aren't elaborated on. But... You know what? I screwed up a little because the old man doesn't tell him that. It's the young boy that tells him that when he sells it to him outside. You didn't watch the movie. (sighs) I know. I just read the Wikipedia article. I'm just making this shit up. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, the old man doesn't want to sell it. His grandson does, sells it to the man. He takes it home, gives it to his son, tells him the rules without really knowing what the rules are going to be and why they're important. Promptly the next day, the sun ends up spilling water on it, and that causes it to make 
more mogwais. And then the mogwais trick the boy into feeding them after midnight, and then they promptly turn into gremlins, and then they wreak havoc on the town until they can finally take them all out, and uh, which involves more Snow White than you would think. <laughs> an appropriate amount of Snow White. <laughs> Maybe an appropriate amount of Snow White. Who knows? <laughs> so let's go around. How did everybody feel about this? Did you think it was horror? What were your initial impressions? What did you think after watching it? Uh, I went into this thinking that it was horror because I've seen this movie exactly once, probably when I was about like eight to ten years old. And it scared the shit out of me. So this was a whole new experience. Uh, went into it with a totally different lens. And do I spoil it now? Do I tell you what I think it is now? Do it. Tell me. Ugh, let me just rip the Band-Aid off. This is not horror at all. This is a like Satan's Muppets fa- fun family holiday film. The end. All right. So I had nearly the opposite reaction to this. So I had never seen Gremlins before, and I kind of had the impression of it that it was kind of just a like a fun random romp. So I went into it thinking, no, probably was not horror. And while uh, it's definitely not traditional horror, we've had this conversation before, at least me and Steve have, of whether or not you can have a children's horror movie. And in my opinion, this is it. This, I think this is a horror movie, and I will elaborate as we continue talking about it. Yeah, so funny that you say that. I actually watched this movie with my eight-year-old son. We both sat down and watched it together, and he was super psyched to watch it. I remember seeing it probably a long time ago, a few times on TV, and I... Like, I remembered that some crazy stuff happened that maybe could make it horror, but I would, I would kind of agree with, like, I didn't even think about it, but I would kind of agree with Joe that this is more like a, it's like a family horror movie. I do think it has horror elements, but I could also, I might be swayed in this episode, so I want to hear what everyone else has to say. I have never actually sat down and watched this movie until now, I have only seen it in passing. You know, when your dad's watching something, you sit down and watch it with him. But this is my first time watching it all the way through. And I don't know. I feel like it's not horror right now. But I'm also very much on the fence about that. I have some reasons why I think it's not. But I think already I've heard some points that could change my mind. So I'm a fence dweller right now. Well, it's, you know, it's a lovely fence. So... <laughs> Might as well hang out there. It's good. That's offensive. <laughs> oh, I get it. <sighs> that comment was horror. Definitely scared me. <laughs> I was disturbed by it. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. For me, going into this movie, I went into it saying no. I watched through it thinking maybe, but I think ultimately I landed on no, but I, I'm close to the edge on the fence here. So I am curious to hear what everyone else has to say on it, but I'm, I'm leaning towards no right now. One of the things that at least stuck out to me on this one is I just, 
it's hard for me to get into the idea that something that is family friendly is horror. And I think that maybe it can be done, but I'm just have a hard time thinking of like, if you can watch it with your kids, my gut reaction is it doesn't feel like it would be horror, but I don't know. I want it to be a wider wheelhouse than that, but I guess that's my first gut reaction to it. I don't know. I really rooted for the gremlins. That's how I know that it's not horror. I wanted the bad guys to win a lot. I wasn't scared. But you always want the bad guys to win. Well, I mean, most of the time, but I'm discerning about it. No, seriously. Like, there was actually this really weird visceral moment when, was it the kitchen scene? Oh, I think it was the kitchen scene where she shoves the little thing in the microwave and it blows up. Like, I felt horrible. I was like, that's so mean. I realize it's going to eat your face, but that's really mean. There's some pretty, like, brutal death scenes in the movie, though, which... You know, there's not like blood and gore, but there's some scenes where you're like, wow, that person or gremlin really got effed up. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Like there were a couple of cringe inducing moments where I was like, oh, that was, that was a little too far. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I root for the little gremlin things. They're the best. So I guess I was thinking along those lines with the violence part of it. There is gore because you have gremlins being hacked up in uh, a blender kind of situation. You have one blown up in the microwave. You have one that gets stabbed a bunch. Another one whose head gets cut off and is burning in the fire. But uh, I have two thoughts on that, at least. Do you feel that it is more or less gory from them choosing to have the gremlin's blood be a different color is the first thing. Would it change things for anyone who said no if the blood had been red? And the second thing I'm thinking of is, does it change things that the violence that is happening, the gore that's resulting, is towards the intended antagonist of the movie, not the protagonist? We're not seeing humans that are being cut up and they're bleeding. We're seeing gremlins that are being cut up and bleeding. Do, does that make a difference in the violence? For me, I think that it does, but I want to hear what everyone thinks on that. I have a thought on that. One of the things that I was thinking about with this, uh, with it being like a children's horror movie was i think it's a valid point that there's a difference between the gore happening to the gremlins and not to the humans where you know you'd get the traditional red blood red human blood red or you know human violence and i think for me it's kind of a thing where like it's definitely more intense when it's the human a person getting th that stuff done to it and i think that's what it, it's one of the things that like makes this a children's horror movie is they did have to distinguish it a little bit, but the gore in it is visceral. It's bad. You know, you get all the kitchen murders of the gremlins and yeah, you're right. They're pretty bad. You know, when the mom stabs the one, you know, shanks the one and then like shoves the <laughs> one into a blender and like blows the one up in the microwave and the one gets its head cut off, not even getting into like the like final boss fight with stripe and all that gore like i i guess for me it's kind of a thing like they put that in but then they just you know twisted it slightly to make it still a kids movie but it, it's still all there and still very violent so that was my thought on it i don't know i think that the thing that really made me decide that this movie was not horror had nothing to do with what i saw in the film and everything with where I found the film in my streaming service. 
let me clarify this statement. So I went and I found this movie. And you know how streaming services will be like, hey, if you like this movie, you'll like such and such and such movie. Gremlins was listed with, and I'm looking at a photo. I will like post it on whatever social media platform you guys need. Um, it was listed with The Mask, A Series of Unfortunate Events, and Snoop and Martha's Very Tasty Halloween Special. This is not horror. <laughs> right. It's children's horror. That's kind of the thought that I had as soon as I put on the movie. It came up as PG, and I was like, not horror, immediately in my mind. Right. <laughs> like, as soon as it came up as PG. And then, now that Joe has mentioned, you know, the concept of, like, a kid's horror genre, which I had never really considered before, I'm a little more willing to give it that kind of title. I don't really think it falls in traditional horror, though, because of the rating and because it's it has those, like, um, childish qualities, like... For example, like it makes you laugh at the the gremlins, right? When they're in, when they're in the theater and eating popcorn and singing hi ho, and when they're out doing their little mischief, there's like happy music playing, like mis- that mischievous theme in the background. It's not dark and ominous. I think yeah, it's that just makes you know, it run shock. amok. Children's yeah, a children's movie, but I had never considered that. There could be children's horror, which I guess I can think of a few that also would follow that umbrella. If you've ever seen the movie like Monster House, most definitely oh, yeah. a horror film, but also a children's horror film. So I guess that kind of is its own like genre. I don't know if it's a subgenre of horror, if it's a subgenre of children's movies. I don't know. So I kind of had I have a lot of things to say about it in that regard because on the subject of like children's horror, it got me thinking about stuff like Goosebumps and like Are You Afraid of the Dark and things like that that I would categorize as like children's horror. And I definitely was more frightened by a lot of like Goosebumps stories than I think I would have been. Like, there's still stuff like from Are You Afraid of the Dark that I would find frightening today. Whereas like Gremlins, I feel like is just kind of more just family fun in general. And, and I think that started out for me just with the idea that this is made by Chris Columbus, right? So when I think Chris Columbus, I'm thinking Home Alone. I'm thinking Harry Potter. Yeah. And it really does have that like wholesome family vibe to it that those movies also have. It just happens to have these like scary antagonists in it also. It's almost like you could say that a gremlin is like some kind of is like a troll in Harry Potter. You know what I mean? That's a scary thing, but Harry Potter is not a horror movie. So I don't know. I could kind of see where it might not be horror at all. Yeah, and it definitely has that sort of uh, happy middle America vibe for most well, I wouldn't say most of the movie but for at least the first part of it right so you're getting a lot of that vibe at one point I, I think I wrote down for myself note of like it feels a bit like early the early segments of Back to the Future and then of course I was surprised to find that uh, part of it was filmed on the same lot as Back to the Future so maybe that's part of where I was getting that tone from this sort of familiar layout of the town 
Yeah, I was laughing at that because while I was That's watching true. it, I was like, that theater is really familiar. Is that the theater what? from Back to the Future? Yeah. <laughs> Same. And it is. <laughs> and it is. And then on top of that, too, despite what Mogwise can turn into, Gizmo is just adorable, right? Like you're oh you're gosh. watching this adorable mm-hmm. little fuzzy creature that you just want to hug and he's singing and he wants to cuddle and you're just looking at it so much <laughs> yeah, it's it's like nice and comforting on the front half of the movie and the, the thing is though i don't think that that necessarily means that a movie isn't horror though right because you get plenty of horror movies that develop a safe feeling at the beginning of it in order to inspire that contrast mm-hmm. later but just there's so much of that vibe pervasive that it's it's not really setting you up with the idea that it's going to get bad. I agree with all that stuff. I had one note as I was watching it that is slightly contrary to that. I agree that the whole setup is kind of that whole like wholesome like 1950s, I don't know, or whatever. Like you said, the back to the future, like wholesome middle america family thing but there's a couple moments in that even in that early part where it's like oh this is this movie's a little darker than than i'm giving it credit for notably like when uh mrs deagle starts threatening to to kill billy's dog like she gets pretty explicit about that i was really excited for that bitch to buy it it Yeah, right? And she's... I audibly laughed when she flew out the window, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. go on. I'm sorry. But like, oh, no, no, that's fine. But there's just a couple moments like that, even in that early, like, hey, let's feel good about everything, where it's just like, oh, oh, crap. And, like, yeah, another one is, like, they are casually joking about suicide, like, oh, I'm gonna open my mm-hmm. arm up for... Yeah. I forget exactly how it goes, but... You know, well, there's... that stuff was funny in the 80s. It was a different time, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. My note on that particular line is Phoebe Cates is goth as fuck. <laughs> so that's what I, <laughs> yeah. that's what, that was my gut reaction to her talking about slitting your yeah. wrist for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I guess for me, it was kind of like they're, they're setting up this tone for the movie, but in the background, there's still this kind of feeling of like, oh, this this kind of is a darker movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. When she talked about her dad getting stuck in the chimney, I was like, this is very okay. But did anybody else burst out laughing? I'm sorry. Yes, I was like, I I was like <laughs> thinking to myself, is this supposed to be upsetting or like right? comedic? <laughs> I mean, Phoebe Cates can That's generally do exactly no wrong, they but. Wanted you. <laughs> Okay, so there was a thing that we had, uh, shoot, I want to say that it was one of the trivia things on IMDb, but you can help me, Joe, on this one. We were looking it up a little bit last night. Yeah, I, I think I've got it right here, actually. Yeah, let me find but it, it was, I, I want to say, and he'll find the exact thing, but it was basically going into the tone of that particular scene and that, you know, obviously you're sitting there as an audience member being like, I'm confused. Am I, should, is this dark or is it supposed to be funny? And uh, <laughs> I think that the, the quote that we're going to have is basically the executives having the same question mark and then the answer basically <laughs> being like, you decide. <laughs> It's a choose-your-own-adventure. It's a, as a nod to the popular urban legend, 
Kate tells the story about how her father died while dressed up as Santa Claus and climbed down the chimney. When the rough cut was complete, both Spielberg and some of the Warner Brothers executives wanted it cut, as it wasn't clear whether it was meant to be sad or funny. Dante insisted that that that's what made it a perfect metaphor for the film itself, and insisted it be kept. In Roger Ebert's three-star review of the film, he singled out this scene in particular, citing her story as being in the great tradition of 1950s sick jokes. Ah, makes sense. So if you found it funny or if you found it sad, the answer on whether or not you're supposed to feel that way is yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so is this answering the to the question that we had about the story and the killing of a sacred deer? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh, or, or no, the answer okay. is yes there, too. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. All right. Got it. I don't want to revisit that, please. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, was, that was a rough one. <laughs> Sorry you weren't there to join us for that one, Brianna. You might have to check it out and let us do a you know synopsis of your own at some point on that. <laughs> I, I, I'm speechless. Like, yeah. One other like kind of note about the whole, like, dad dying in the chimney thing that for me was another kind of twist on a regular horror movie theme for me like one thing that makes this horror is like at some point in any horror movie there's for me it's like there's a moment that I feel specifically uneasy or specifically uncomfortable it's you know usually a moment where I'm like okay this is the person I was thinking was going to be the survivor, but actually I don't actually feel like they're safe. I don't know if they're going to make it through or, you know, something like that. Um, For me, the moment when she tells about her dad dying in the chimney, that's like a 45 degree turn on that concept. That's what makes it a children's horror is like, it's still there, that still moment of unease or like uncomfortableness, but it's just twisted just slightly enough that it's it could still be in a kid's movie. So one random thought that I also had initially was, is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> yes, it is. I also had that thought. <laughs> and like for the other strange reasoning that I had to prove that it's a Christmas movie is that Judge Reinhold is in it and he is also in all of the Santa Claus movies. Well, that just <laughs> seals it right there. Point proven. <laughs> Judge Reinhold's presence makes this a Christmas movie. So does that mean he also makes certain episodes of uh, Arrested Development a Christmas movie just by his mere presence? Absolutely. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> okay, so I do think it's a Christmas movie, not necessarily to go off on that tangent, although foreshadowing, we'll talk about why that is later. But anyway, I, I feel like it being Christmas is intricately tied to what the movie is and the setting of the movie and the feel of the movie. So I feel like that's a fair assessment to say that it is a Christmas movie. Of course, anyone can comment on that. One thing I wanted to come back to, though, is the idea of whether or not a horror movie can be PG. Because that was something I was thinking about in terms of this movie is it's PG. Can that be the case? But I feel like to a degree, my gut reaction on that is that it shouldn't necessarily matter because I understand the desire to go with that. But then in some ways that almost leaves it up to the MPAA to decide if something's a horror movie by the rating that they choose to give it. 
And of course, there's always the idea of, well, it's more that generally if the content can fit into something that gets that rating, then it shouldn't be considered horror. But then you have other horror movies where it's psychological, it's more dark themes. You have PG-13 horror movies. I think The Ring's PG-13. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. Now you have me torn. I think it just comes back to the debate of whether there can be children's horror movies, which I think there can. But like I said, does that follow? Does that fall under the horror genre or the children's movie genre? I think it falls under the children's movie genre because we're going to go back to whether or not horror can have a happy ending and Steve's going to argue about it with me. <laughs> I don't think that horror can have a happy ending like that. I don't know. It's too cuddly. You can't have cuddly horror. I mean, yes, the darkness is adorable, but come on. Like, something needs to rip my face off if, if I'm going to be scared about it. I just want to cuddle Gizmo. What if we watch Gremlins and I rip your face off during the movie? <laughs> I feel like that's additional. Like, that's an extra, I don't know. It's that 4D experience. I mean, it's a good comp. I appreciate the compromise, though. It, I feel I feel seen. Okay, thank you. Random fun fact: This movie, along with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, were partially responsible for the PG thirteen rating. Yeah, I guess the MPAA wanted to rate the Temple of Doom R, but Spielberg kind of convinced them that hey, there needed to be there needs to be a rating between PG and R. And uh, yeah, Gremlins was one that a lot of people were upset because it did have more uh, or less or things that weren't kid appropriate that they felt like it was. So after this one, they created the uh, or the PG-13 rating and Red mm. Dawn was the first movie to be ra- rated PG-13. Interesting. Fun factoid. Well, didn't people actually take their kids to this movie thinking, like, this is a holiday children's film about cute, cuddly things and were, like, very upset about it when they actually saw it? And it's the Splatter Puppets. Yay! That makes sense. I think you could easily mistake it as having no horror or violent elements, for sure. As somebody who has a child who's fairly interested in a lot of horror-related things. Um, I definitely think that there is horror that's kind of like PG, and I can't necessarily think of a specific movie that's an example of that, but I was thinking of video games that my son likes to play that would be an example of that, and one of them would be like Five Nights at Freddy's, if anybody's ever heard of that game. Yes. Yes kind of along the same lines of gremlins where it's this cute cuddly thing that has a dark and vicious uh backstory behind it so i definitely think there is a a subgenre of horror for kids or horror that's pg so let's dig into that a little bit because so the idea of children's horror as a genre so if we're saying that that genre exists I think the sheer fact that part of the wording of that genre is horror, then I think that it's fair to say that it fits under the umbrella of horror as well, if it exists as a concept. 
I, I don't know. What does everyone think on that? Because I, I feel, at least for me, that's my gut reaction. If you can brand something as children's horror, then that's enough to say that it is under the horror umbrella, even if it's at the far edge of it. But it's like saying a Skittle is an M&M. They look a lot alike, but they taste totally freaking different. So you're saying that children's horror, if that exists as a genre, that you wouldn't qualify it as actual horror, though? Correct. Come with me on this weird metaphor. I'm going to try this. So we have a Skittle and we have an M&M. They are both candy, for sure. They are under the candy umbrella. Those two things do not taste like each other at all. They are not the same. So they're like, this is hard flavored again, but like children's horror isn't horror. It's happy horror. There's a difference. I think the real question is, who hurt you, Brianna? Who who substituted? Oh, so many them? films. So many films. <laughs> I guess I have a, a question along uh, along those that metaphor line. Yeah, like a, a Skittles candy, M and M's candy. So, I guess a slasher is horror. A zombie movie is horror. You know, there's lots of different things that can be horror. I guess why. Mm-hmm. Why can't there be a children's horror-flavored candy? I think I believe that horror is inherently a thing that is definitely not for children, ever. Like, I feel that true horror is something for a little bit of an older crowd. I don't know. I just don't think warm and fuzzy when I think horror. I don't think that those two things are ever going to coincide. Just like the like traditional happy ending at the end of a horror film isn't going to ever really truly work for me. I want it to. To me, horror is something that needs to truly inspire horror, whether that's psychological, if it's the gore factor, um, you know, tapping into innate fears that everybody has, whatever it is. It needs to scare me. This did not scare me. This was hilarious and very entertaining, and the puppetry was masterful, and I really enjoyed the bar scene with all the different characters and the flasher gremlin. That was awesome. But this is not horror. (laughs) This is not horror at all. But then Um, does horror need to necessarily be scary? Because I think of, if at least for me, if this is horror, one of the things that it would be would be a, a horror comedy to a degree. And there's other movies that exist that are full yes. on horror comedy. And right. I don't think that the point of horror comedy is to scare. So if you can no. classify something that's not intending to scare you at all as horror, then I'm not sure that you can exclude something from the genre just because it isn't scary. I could better accept the con- uh, accept this as a horror comedy than I could as children's horror. So if you're going to convince me it's horror, you're going to get me on the horror comedy because I love me a good horror comedy. They don't need to make sense. They're just fantastic. And this had many, many elements of that. I think um, in, a, in a few reviews that I looked at online, it was literally just put in as horror comedy. I don't know. You might have me on that one, but I, I don't know. I rooted for Gizmo. What if instead of saying children's horror, we said a family horror movie? Uh, Would that be better or worse for you? I think, <laughs> I don't think it gets me anywhere better. No, I think it's slightly <laughs> left, but this to the left, but the same. Yeah, See, I don't I, think you can sell me on. Ch- oh, go ahead. No, you go. You can finish your statement. No, I was just going to continue ranting about how I don't think that there's children's <laughs> horror, but that's okay. We could discuss Coraline later. True. That's a good point. 
I'm kind of feeling the opposite way to you. Like, I would be more willing to accept this as a children's horror, as horror, because, you know, children have their own concept of what is scary, as opposed to a horror comedy, because when I hear horror comedy, I I equate that to, like, a parody, basically, a parody of horror, and I don't think parodies should count as the actual genre. I don't think a horror comedy should be a horror, actually. It's more comedy. Whereas, I am clutching like, my pearls. Horror, you can't hear it, but I'm clutching my I'm pearls sorry. right now. Forgive me. <laughs> but, I mean, if it's... I mean, horror comedy, to me, is just comedy. Making fun of horror. You know what I mean? I kind of get that take, too. I I gotta disagree with it. I guess the example that I would put up front for something like that would be, has everybody here seen Shaun of the Dead? Oh, yes. Okay. I would call that a horror comedy. I guess, would anybody agree or disagree with that? I guess since I'm I'm looking for the counterpoint since Mitz, you were saying your opinion on it, so I'm kind of curious to see where the boundaries are on that. But it's a clear parody of Dawn of the Dead, right? So is it a genuine like horror film or is it a parody? I feel that it's a genuine horror film, so I'd say I would classify it as horror comedy, but I think that when you do get into those horror moments that I would say it's not necessarily a straight up parody because it is itself a zombie movie as much as it's a parody of other zombie movies. Mm -hmm. So while it's horror comedy and it is parodying something else, I would say that it's still horror within its own right. And honestly, that's, I know that's like a whole thing to discuss on the dead. And I would love to do that at some point, but I guess that's just my example of saying, at least for me, I'm looking at it and saying, this is horror comedy. I do think it qualifies as horror, even though it's parodying other horror movies. Fair enough. I would say that Shaun of the Dead is horror comedy, whereas your like scary movie, that whole series, I would say is just comedy. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Definitely. I'm still torn about this movie, guys. I really don't know. I'm really still on the fence about Gremlins. I won't make that fence joke again. Don't make that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stop being offensive. Also, can I just oh. ask, does anyone know, did I miss it in like the backstory? What is with gremlins and the pop secret popcorn everywhere all the time? Like they just, they don't even eat it. They just throw it everywhere. Like there's just literally popcorn everywhere at all times with these things. That's how I feel. <laughs> like they've just got some air cannon underneath everywhere, just firing it off constantly. Yeah. I, who knew? And Snow White, I didn't I didn't understand that. Is it the singing connection? Is that what got him hooked? Like we just show him Disney films and they chill out? They're just, honestly, they're just toddlers on the loose. There's a bunch of toddlers. <laughs> they're just ill-mannered reptilian toddlers. Like I don't, again, I've, I've rooted for the gremlins. I feel for them. They have great fashion sense. Their accessory like, game is on point. Ill-mannered, uh, well. I mean, they, like, run over people with tractors full-on, like, kill Santa Claus in the street, and, like... So they're, like, garbage pail kids. They're still kind of cute. They're smoking and gambling (laughs) and shooting each other at poker games, like, it's pretty... They're mature for their age. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thought of the line from Mystery Men when he 
shoots the other one. It's like, you see, I kill my own men. (laughs) (laughs) So so, funny that you make a mystery man reference, right? So like the guy, the inventor and mystery man is was clearly inspired by the inventor father, right? At the beginning of this movie. Like that's so? clearly an inspiration from that scene, right? He has like the whole uh, inventor world changer, and it's like the same nuanced voice. Like, gotta be inspired by that. <laughs> he makes the logical, the illogical logical. Yeah, exactly. Like, I watched that scene. Is like this is like the same guy. Like, he definitely derived his performance. <laughs> but anyhow, so. I guess one of the other things I kind of wanted to touch on too in talking about this is that uh, I've heard some people make the argument that the reason that this is a horror film to them is because that it's there's monsters in it. So you've got that trope of saying if there if you have monsters, if this is basically a you know old school creature feature, then that in and of itself makes it a horror movie. So I guess. At least for me in thinking about it, I don't think a monster being in a film necessarily automatically makes it horror. I think it still depends on how it's used. But where do you guys weigh in on that? I don't think it makes it horror just just to have a creature like that. I mean, they they had the creatures and then they put like happy music behind them. Like it's, like it's how it, the creature is represented, really. I mean, The Labyrinth isn't a horror movie, and that has all sorts of creepy little puppets hanging out. I don't know. I could make an argument for that. That movie's creepy. (gasps) Really? Oh, we can do Labyrinth. Mm. That might be fun. I don't know. See, if there's puppets, it's not horror. The mere act of having a puppet makes it not horror? I mean, that's that's a pretty big indicator for me personally. I was pretty terrified at a lot of scenes in the Muppet Christmas Carol growing up, so. (laughs) Really? Muppet Christmas? Well, Beaker always freaked me out. I never liked Uh, Beaker. He was creepy. It wasn't wasn't Beaker for me. Uh, It was some of the ghost stuff. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that ghost of Christmas future is creepy. And Marley and Marley when they're like ghosting and dancing (gasps) and singing, like. Oh my god, that's the best! Okay, do you know which one really creeped me out was uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. I don't know why that creeped me out as a kid, but it terrified me. And then I watched Scrooge, and it got worse. See, random things can terrify you. I don't think I ever saw the Mr. Magoo's Christmas special. Oh, it's terrible. It's really old. It's great. You gotta watch it. But yeah, like going back to whether like puppets or creatures makes it a horror movie... I'm going to return again to Chris Columbus and Harry Potter. Like you have some pretty scary, deadly creatures and it's not horror. So it's kind of, I don't know, depends on the vibe more than the creature or what's in the movie, I think. Yeah. And I think looking at this movie as a whole, I won't deny that it has lots of horror elements in it. There is gore. And there are jump scares, and we talked about that during the Alien episode, the idea of I can't think of a movie that I wouldn't think of as horror that has them, but maybe now here we have this example and I can kind of see it. 
I just think that they routinely undercut the things that would make it horror enough that it doesn't quite get there. So is there gore? Yes, but it's never happening to a person. And like I said before, you know, they changed up the color of the blood so that that doesn't apply to it. Uh, is there a body count? Yes, but it's all ambiguous. I, characters get killed off screen or in such comical ways that you're not actually positive they're dead until you hear about it later. Like, for instance, the Miss, uh, the Mrs. Deagle death. Yeah, she gets shot out of the window, but the movie <laughs> is sorry. so slapstick. No, by all means, laugh at it. You know, but it's it's so slapstick, right? She she falls in the snow. Her legs are up. She's in the chair, <laughs> and she, if she could get back up and I would believe it or she could stay dead and I guess I could believe that too but you almost Mm -hmm. have to expect her to like just pop back up and be like well I never or something like that you know so Mm -hmm. and then all of the jump scare moments that you do have the soundtrack is undercutting them too so you've kind of got some playful music going on and that happens and it's never it's never ramping up any sort of tension in those moments so I guess that's where I come at it from, is there are all these different elements, but they undercut each of them enough that it just doesn't add up to horror. I feel like it's maybe a good training wheels film to introduce to a child, to get them into a place where they have kind of an early love of horror, but it's just the elements don't add up to me. And I guess that's always the way I've sort of been thinking, well, not always, but I've been thinking about horror more recently, is that it's a cocktail of things. And, uh, yeah, just the ingredients are in there, but none of them are strong enough to add up to an actual cocktail. For that mixed metaphor. And so many metaphors. I agree with all those things, but my uh, conclusion was kind of opposite. Like, it does have all the, it has all those elements. It has so many horror elements. And, you know, it has the gore, it has death, it has, like, a perceived unstoppable force that I always kind of equate with horror. Uh, it even has like the kind of like loss of containment theme, like that you get with a lot of zombie movies where it's like, Oh yeah, the mom kills almost all of them in the kitchen, but then the one gets away and then it, you know, multiplies and then, you know, it becomes that unstoppable, unstoppable force. Then there's also the theme that we've talked about, about, a lot of different movies where like, you know, this is a, a retribution for man's hubris. Like they went where they weren't supposed to go. They meddled with things they weren't supposed to meddle with. And now they're paying the price. Um, and you even have like elements with like the cops not taking the kids seriously. And then they pay for it. They're just like, Oh, Oh yeah. This cute things become something terrible. And then it, you know, it ends up killing them. While I agree, you know, a lot of the deaths are off screen, like, I mean, you're meant to believe that though all those deaths did happen. It has quite the body count when you add it up. Another thing about, specifically about the Mrs. Deagle death, yeah, it's like, I can see the idea of, you know, maybe she just like gets back up or whatever, but like the thing that kind of clenches that specific thing for me is the way that mrs deagle's reacting when the gremlins are coming after her she's like oh i'm not ready like i don't want to die like it's like pretty dark deep like you know please don't kill me type stuff it feels very horror for me anyways end of rant well that's okay i i appreciate the rant 
I guess the thing that I will bring up with that, because I'm curious to see what everybody's reaction was. Were you sure in this this particular instance, because there's obviously several, were you sure that Mrs. Deagle was dead until they told you later on the news that she had died? I guess I wasn't sure. When it happened, I was half expecting a, like, her to get up with frazzled hair and be like, no, these darn gremlins. <laughs> like, exactly like what you said would you were thinking might happen. So that kind of, that she didn't get up makes it more in the ballpark of horror because a comedy would have been like, that was kind of like a Scooby-Doo death, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I also agree, though. I, I expected her to just kind of pop up and do the same, like, shakes fist angrily at demonic spawn taking over home. Like, that's, it, it read more comedy to me for that scene. I was just going to say, I can definitely see that. And in and in a different movie that was more children's, that was just a children's movie, that's what would have happened, right? But, like, because, I, I mean, I think this is more of a horror movie, like, and because of the, like, groundwork that the movie lays um, before about the, like, darker tone and about, you know, the suicide jokes and all that stuff. And, you know, even especially because, like, we're coming off of scenes like the mom like straight up shredding um, some of them in the kitchen and the, I, I get this is another ambiguous death, but also on the death of the teacher uh, who got, you know, killed by Stripe in, or, or what, whichever gremlin in the, in the um, school. Um, so yeah, I thought she was dead to answer the question. Teacher totally deserved that though. Just saying. Oh, definitely. Teacher was being teacher was being mean to the gremlin. I was excited about that. I was like, "Yeah, rip his face off, get it." <laughs> yeah, I I wrote down my note for that was like, "Okay, I guess we're doing animal testing." Like, <laughs> right? You know, I I definitely agree. Teacher deserved it, but yeah. And I don't know if this is necessarily something that the writer, or the director intended with this, but I will say that. I do think every death was ambiguous, and I wasn't sure if anyone was dead when I saw them dead. Not mm -hmm. at least initially. But the thing that I will put along with that is the people that did actually die. I were felt pretty like the awful movie people. Went to an effort to make yeah went to an effort to make sure you didn't care that they died. Right. Which is another way of undercutting that horror thing so again they're putting some of that into it they're saying okay people die in horror movies but let's make sure that you're not really bothered by it by having them be jerks or assholes in some way right like we're all rooting for mrs deagle to die because she's i mean like all the gremlins did was tie up the dog but she's talking about killing it slowly and how she's gonna stop short of basically telling you how much she's going to get off on doing it. Right. And so you're sitting there like, yeah, I do want her to die. I'm okay with the gremlins doing it. And it's just one more way to undercut the tone enough that it doesn't get there for me. Yeah. I think uh, if we're going to talk about tone, that's, that's really what would probably put me over the edge of saying this isn't a horror movie because the tone is just never really there for me for it being a horror, although there are horror elements. It had, like, 
wholesome feel-good lessons for the family. And while there were high stakes, kind of, you know, a lot of people died. There was a lot of damage to the community because of all this stuff. But, like, the overall tone of the movie, the music, the atmosphere, each scene just kind of felt more wholesome and family-oriented, sort of, than horror. Yeah, also it kind of got tied up in a neat little bow, no pun intended, at the end of the movie because all this havoc happens and chaos and popcorn and ermagerd and then all of a sudden everything's fine. The gizmo's going home with, you know, his rightful owner and everything's back to normal. Like, to me, that's just not horror. I did see some people bring up, at least in response to that idea that it ends on too happy of a note. They brought up kind of the last words that you had from the dad, basically saying, you know, hey, and, you know, all this wrapped up, but uh, the next time, you know, your car doesn't work or the blender's not functioning quite right, it might just be a gremlin. And so some people point to that and say, hey, look at that, uh, bringing it back to asking you to look under your bed sort of moment at the end so that. You could make and the same I, argument I of the borrowers, though, and that's certainly not horror. But, I don't know, I guess just counterpoint to your argument, because at least for me anyway, I feel like horror can have a happy ending, so I'm not bothered oh. by it being happy anyway. Shakes fist <laughs> angrily at microphone. No, it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need to think of a few more and better examples, but... Uh, well, okay, uh, just as far as ones even that I brought up tonight, just with Shaun of the Dead, if you think that that qualifies as horror, I feel like that's a pretty damn happy ending. He's got the girl, he's worked out his life, his buddy's still kind of there, he gets to have it both ways. That's And it ends on a cheerful note about him and his best friend. Like, that is a very happy ending. So in my Agreed. book, if you're saying Shaun of the Dead is horror it still gets a happy ending. So I guess that's my question. Is is that is that horror to you or not with the happy ending? The answer is yes. And the reason why is that horror comedy gets a pass. So there's different rules for horror comedy and that's what makes that one okay. Correct. I would agree that I think there's probably different rules. Yes. In the spirograph Venn diagram that I draw in my warped little brain – Horror comedy is allowed to have happy endings because that's its own sphere of the Venn diagram. That is allowed. So is Gremlins horror comedy, in your opinion? No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Final summation, none. I can't explain it, but it was besides Snoop and Martha's tasty holiday Halloween special. Like, it... I, I well, don't know. To be fair, did you watch Snoop and Martha's Halloween special? Because Not yet, but it is on my watch list. <laughs> Should we have that as an episode? Or? <laughs> if there's a sex scene in Snoop and Martha's Tasty Halloween, oh. I'm going to go on record now that it's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to warn us, I'm sure. It's not going to be a surprise. Yeah. There's gonna yeah, there's gonna be a really just obvious trigger warning. Yeah, that is not a that is not a PG thirteen film at all. No. Random okay, random other fact about Gremlins, uh, that (laughs) uh, 
I think Brianna, you could have gotten behind this. The original script would have definitely been horror. Like, uh, so, all right, here, I'm going to just read this. The original Gremlins script written by Chris Columbus was much, much darker. Case in point, earlier uh, scenes include the Gremlins eating Billy's dog, then there decapitating we go. his mom. There we go. throwing her head down the stairs. That's Spielberg. what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's a horror movie. Were... I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently it started out as a much, much uh, gorier and horror-esque movie. See, it fell victim to the Hollywood machine. Everybody said, we're going to give you splatter and gore. And they're like, no, 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 let's make this family friendly. And this is what happens, folks. This is what happens. Puppets. Maybe the qualifier for horror is does the dog die? That if the dog dies, uh, the, it's automatically uh, horror. I can get behind that, yes. I can that might be something worth looking into. So is that to say that this movie isn't horror because the animal lives? Yes. I guess that brings us back to the alien episode, but Yeah, anyway, <laughs> didn't I make that argument there? Oh, you, I couldn't convince yes. you on that one either. And we also were all really sad in Green Room when we watched that, too. So, yeah, I think there's some real validity to that. <laughs> I I think that you can still have a horror movie and have the animal live. I just, I don't think that's enough. I Maybe it's part of the, one of the ingredients, but I just, I think the animal can still survive and it can still count as horror. But I think if the animal dies, it might definitely be horror. If the if the antagonist purposely murders the dog, it is almost for certain horror. Is that fair? Okay, I can I can go with that. Uh, okay. A monster would murder an animal. Correct. Because then you are no longer on their side. Yeah, I can put it in that category if an animal is killed to say that that's a good indicator that it's probably horror. That that's fair. So, yeah, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 is horror because Hedwig dies. Yes. 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 All right. As no. long as we're in I... <laughs> No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, it's not, obviously, you're being facetious and that's <gasps> fine, but. I would never do that. This is a serious dies... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying if an animal dies, it is horror. I'm saying if an animal dies, it's more likely to be horror than not. It's fair. I I think I'd agree with that. But I will say that I think animals can survive in horror movies. I think it does make it more horror if they don't, but I think that they can. I mean, I kind of brought it up as a joke, but now that I really think about it, it is kind of symbolic in a way when... The animal does die because it kind of proves that the antagonist is willing to go to the length to destroy the most probably innocent creature in the whole movie. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's probably deeper than I originally thought. No, I think there's something to that, right? Because I think that's why seeing an animal get killed usually bothers people a lot more. And we'll, we'll, I'll even specify a cat, seeing a cat or a dog die, for instance. It's something Mm -hmm. that people generally keep as pets Mm -hmm. die on film affects people more than even seeing children get killed. Because children are annoying, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know if any of you have seen The Lodge, but that, I've never wanted 
kids to die in the movie so badly <laughs> as I did watching the movie The Lodge. I don't know. If you've Gosh. not seen it, maybe check that one out. I've not out. seen it. Sorry for the segue, but the kids in that movie are fucking horrible. <laughs> they are horrible and they played with fire and they got what they deserved. <laughs> Going on record now if you've seen The Lodge. <laughs> Anyhow, that having been said, I think there's a little bit of a point there just in saying I think all of us accept the idea if they're human, then they're not entirely innocent, especially if they're old enough to walk and talk and lie to you. But an animal, a cat and a dog are always innocent. And if they are being mean, it's because something has happened to them. Someone has trained them poorly, mistreated them in some way. And so I think it's easier to accept the just blanket innocence of an animal and to be more upset about that loss, even though Obviously, if you were in real life and a kid was going to die and a dog was going to die, obviously you'd save the kid because it's an actual human. But I think it's just one of those things. Like you say, it signals to your audience the depravity of whatever it is that's doing the killing when they take out an animal. I feel like, please hold, you strongly overestimate my moral compass in that situation. And I really love my dog. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I make jokes about what I would do if Ollie ever died. That's my dog, P.S. Don't use that information for evil. Um, But yeah, I do make jokes about what I would do if Ollie died, and I would just murder everyone. All the people? No, I wouldn't. I probably would. (laughs) He's like, oh no, wait, alibi. She would put her paw up on me, and she would turn to me, and then in her last moment, she would finally speak, and she would say, I don't want that. Don't let this happen. (laughs) That's how that movie would end. His last dying breath would be, Gremlins isn't horror. (laughs) Yeah. Truth. It's the last thing. It's the last thing she'd say. (laughs) Although I'm still on the fence. I don't know. I guess, has any, does anyone feel like they've kind of changed their position during the course of this? Or is everyone more entrenched because we argued about it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of swinging the other way now. I came into it not thinking it was horror. And now, I just like in my brain, you know that scene from School of Rock when Jack Black draws on the board all the different like <laughs> like subcategories of rock? I think that if there was a horror version of that, I think children's horror would have its own section. And I, in, in that case, I think Gremlins is horror. I guess for my part, I, I definitely understand where the counter-arguments are coming from. And there's a lot of stuff that doesn't feel like horror. It's too happy. It's too family-oriented and that kind of thing. And I, I can't argue that too much. But there, for my vote, there are so many horror elements to this movie they're definitely toned down and they're definitely instead of the volume turned to 11 it's turned to you know four or five but because of how many elements there are for me it's it's horror and it's horror for kids that's also comedy that's my vote i think no puppets can't be horror i stand firm it was hilarious but puppets can't be horror (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, I think for me, where I land on it is if I was going to say that it is horror, it would be more categorized in the R.L. Stein variety of horror than like any other movie that we've analyzed or watched. I do still think that it can be considered horror, and I think that you could argue that, but 
for me personally, I feel like the vibe, like that indescribable vibe, <laughs> is not that of a horror movie. So you're because I I guess I had your initial vote as yes, but you're you're thinking you're leaning more towards no because of the vibe, or you're saying that despite the vibe, still yes. I think it could be argued if we're gonna say that there's like a light horror or children's horror. I think that I could be convinced to put it in that category. But if we're just throwing this movie up against every other movie that we've watched and every other movie that we are sure is horror, then I would not put this in the same category as like Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street, for example. It's not horror the way those are horror. And I guess for me, I still lean into the the no side of it kind of i guess i'm almost getting there with the same logic that joe's using i feel like there's enough of those elements but i feel that they're all so light that it doesn't add up to horror in the end is i guess where i'm coming out at it still i i don't i think that maybe i'm willing to accept the idea that there can be such a thing as children's horror and that but i'm just not feeling like this is if it exists, I'm not sure that I feel like this is a good example of that necessarily. Or maybe it needs a different name because putting horror in the title of it just doesn't work for me as far as what it ends up being. But yeah, I still I still gotta say no. If you believe that children's horror can exist, I, I guess it feels like you're saying... Uh, you know, children's horror can exist, but this isn't it because, you know, we don't have people's heads blowing off and gore going everywhere. That's obviously me paraphrasing. But... That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like, continue. it's just, you're, I, that's just an example of like the horror elements are there, but they're turned down to make it a kid's movie. But it's, it's sort of a thing where you can't turn those up and have it still be a kid's movie. Um, so if there is such a thing as children's horror, I guess, what is that for you? And that's a good question. I was actually talking with Brianna about this um, earlier this week, and I guess it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm not sure how I'd feel if I viewed it right this minute. But the best example that maybe comes to my mind is maybe Coraline. And then honestly, talking during this episode, I think maybe another good example of something that could qualify would be like the old school, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I know there's a revival, but I haven't seen any of those to comment on it. But maybe those things could could occupy that space, possibly. Okay. Maybe. It's been long enough since, I, since I've seen Coraline. I guess I can't comment too, too much on that. But I'd be curious to kind of watch it again through through that lens. Yeah, I'd be willing to check it out. And I think maybe just off the top of my head, the thing I think that those have going for it that this one doesn't is tone. Yes, 100%. For me, like, I get like the tone was kind of off on this. It had that middle America, whatever, feel good thing to it. But I guess for me, like, there was enough of the kind of underlying tones that we've kind of talked about that are, you know, darker especially like my dad died in the chimney when he was playing Santa type thing that like the vibe was still there for me. Okay. I think that's perfectly valid. I just can't get there myself. (laughs) That's fair. I did say before about, I remember specific 
episodes of like are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps as a kid that really frightened me where i don't think that gremlins even when i was a kid was something that i thought of as frightening because i remember i definitely saw this movie as a kid growing up and i was easily scared as a young kid where there were Can't like confirm <laughs> and like <laughs> Like, there were episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark that, like, fucked me up for, <laughs> for like, Truth. weeks. Truth. I can, I can attest to that. <laughs> that was me with Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> show's terrifying. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if we want to compare it to, like, horror that was more geared towards, like, kids and teens, there's stuff that I would categorize as way more horrific and terrifying than even gremlins so maybe i'm i don't know maybe maybe i'm not thinking that it's children's horror in any way i don't know i guess the question for me now this is going to be the deciding factor probably is i don't think a horror movie has to be scary because scary is subjective i think that it has to be made with the intention to be scary which i don't think this movie was you know i think it was made to make you laugh I 100% agree. I just wanted to weigh in and just say I 100% agree that I don't think that a horror movie necessarily has to be scary because, yeah, like you say, it is very subjective. So I agree with that point. As far as the intent goes, I go back and forth on that a little bit just because I think that uh, whatever your intent is going into the movie or whatever piece of art you create, I think that that matters to a degree in creating it but then once it exists and it's out there that people can take it however they want and that intent can be completely lost so yeah. i think maybe it affects somewhat how it's made but i'm not sure how much i personally feel it counts towards that in the end but it's something i'm still trying to make up my mind about that's fair because when you put it like that i don't think the movie jaws was meant to be a horror film but when you hear people talk about seeing it, it's almost regarded that way. So I don't know. It's so complicated. I think that that is a good example. Yeah, because I'm not sure that they did mean for it to be a horror movie and making it. But I think that it does classify. It's definitely one worth talking about maybe in a future episode. Mm -hmm. That is a really good example just because... A lot of people talk about being really horrified by Jaws. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was really hoping I would come to a solid, firm conclusion, but I don't think I have. But I'll say sure, it's horror. <laughs> nice. Sure. It's Woo. Horror. <laughs> Team Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had one other random fact that I, I forgot I was going to mention earlier when we were talking about kind of what this movie was originally going to be. Uh, I guess apparently originally gizmo was supposed to turn into stripe they weren't going to be two separate characters so that would have also probably tipped the scales into it being more horror that would be so sad absolutely then you have a splice situation that's just oof. <laughs> yeah i i hear about the things that they were planning with this movie and i definitely sit there and think to myself if those things happen yeah no question that, yeah. that it's a horror movie but but they didn't, so <laughs> now I'm left in limbo. 
I could even argue if they had just changed the end, I could chalk it up to being like a, a standard B-rate horror film. Like if they had sent uh, sent Gizmo off with the the old older gentleman and everything is fine, and then like you shoot cut to another scene where like someone else is picking up a mugwai and spilling water near it or something like something to that effect to be like, oh no, oh shit, this is going to happen again. That would be horror to me, but it was not. Like they just find the random last mogwai. Right. Like a, a few of them got away or like, you know, are traveling to another state magically. I don't know. Going to Boca Raton. What do gremlins do in the summer? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be about those nights, I guess, because they're not going to be out getting a tan. Legit. Legit. It's be- terrible for your skin. They're very conscious. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I also think along the lines of what would make it horror that if anybody that you cared about died that it probably would have put it over the horror fence for me yeah or had some emotional weight yeah <laughs> are you saying you didn't care about kate's dad not in the slightest anyone who <laughs> the guy didn't even it, have a yeah. name <laughs> seriously she was making that shit up for pity you know that was that was the story right there yeah i mean she's definitely like giving it 100% away to Billy and he's just not noticing like the whole film through so there's that so maybe <laughs> yeah. she's like well my dad died what now you what love- now Ugh. I love that when she's telling him this he's just like multitasking it's like yo I really don't care right now to be honest yeah he's like only halfway paying attention <laughs> like if it's a modern movie he's sitting texting <laughs> It's kind of like a typical guy thing. Like, she's like, I'm opening my heart to you. And he's like, what? Where's the flashlight, man? I don't know. I'm looking around for other stuff. <laughs> I can definitely see that point. Especially, I was thinking about the, the like, Futtermans. Or, like, the old the old guy who's constantly blaming foreigners for, oh, yeah. for everything. It's like, yeah, they're just, like, setting people up to die. I still live with people like that in this town. Like, let's be real. I know that guy. Yeah, I know where you live, so yeah. (laughs) Gonna suck some gremlins on him. Yeah, and then it's hard to look at him as the bad guy, and it's hard to look at his horror. See? See? (laughs) Hey, I agree. I do. I just feel like this is like, I think somebody, maybe somebody else said this, it's it's a training wheels horror movie. I just think there's too many horror elements to not call it horror for me. So it's Horror Junior. It's Baby's First Horror Movie. Yeah. Baby's First Horror Movie. It's light horror. Diet horror. I'd probably be willing to die on the hill of calling this a Christmas movie more than I would be a horror movie. (laughs) I would die on that hill with you. (laughs) Like, let's all climb that hill. The theme of Christmas is, like, there the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, no question. Boiling skeletons disintegrating on the floor. That's definitely Christmas. I mean, that's how we celebrate it. I don't know what the hell you've been doing out here. Seriously? You don't have a Christmas skull? Get with it. Yeah, that's that's some East Coast shit right there. That's how we that's how we do. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do. It's like that scene in the Santa Claus when they have Santa driving a tank. He's like, Santa can't yeah. drive a tank. Santa just took out the Peterson home. i just really like the movie santa claus so sorry guys Uh Uh (laughs) uh-huh my weenie whistle (laughs) all right 
any other any other closing thoughts? <laughs> I think we should end on the weenie whistles. Weenie whistles. <laughs> Just end on that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Next episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different than what we've normally been doing. We've been asking on all of these movies, is it horror? So what we decided to do for the episode that's going to be released on Christmas Eve is we are going to ask the question, is it Christmas? Specifically, is it a Christmas movie? So we're not going to be covering a traditionally thought of as horror movie, and we're not really going to be worrying about that side of it for this episode. We are going to talk about Die Hard, and we are going to get to the bottom of whether or not it is a Christmas movie. Yay! So join us next time for that. Woo! Yeah! I'm stoked. Excited noises. <laughs> Excited noises, yes, exactly. <laughs> But uh, thanks for joining us at Is It Horror? And I've been Steve. And I've been Brianna. I'm Joe. I'm still Matt. <laughs> and I'm Mitz. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us at Is It Horror? We post new episodes every other Friday. Think we didn't give this movie a fair shake? Think we missed something? Do you have a suggestion for future episodes? Do you just want to say hi? You can follow us at Is It Horror on Twitter. We have a Discord server coming soon. You can also email us at isithorrorpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay safe and keep asking yourself, Is <sighs>